Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 24th, seven minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Did you hear the news? What news, Casey? Did you see what happened last night? What? It didn't happen quite as quickly as in Iowa, but Trump won New Hampshire. Oh, how exciting. A blow to Nikki Haley. So the Associated Press called it for Trump. Fox News called it for Trump. MSNBC called it for Trump. CNN says, hmm, brew a pot of coffee because it's going to be a close one. (laughs) Now, it ended up being like 11 points, right? Sure, sure. Something like that. So this is my favorite thing about last last night, and I was just, I mean, I had a, a few coins on the Ohio State-Nebraska game, success, had a few coins on the Purdue-Michigan game, success, mm-hmm. so I was only casually observing the results, and I've never before seen, if you win by double digits, yeah, I've never heard that um, called close before (laughs) if you won by like if your basketball team your favorite basketball team won by okay here's a great example wisconsin beat iu the last iu game by 12 points Mm -hmm. nobody after the game was like gee coach woodson what a close encounter probably pretty proud of your team's effort they were like no you guys got smoked again you stink Uh and yet last night drum wins by 11 points and i'm watching the results coming in in the median yeah you know uh it's a real nail biter. Slim victory for Trump. <laughs> These people are so gross, Casey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Positioning it any way they want. At one point, the polls did show that uh, Haley was only trailing Trump by single digits, but ooh. Uh, ooh, but at the end, yeah, it was double digits. And I think that it's especially damaging for her, considering how much money she put in to New Hampshire. Not only money, but also time and the endorsement from the governor and still could not pull out a win. So you rolled into the studio this morning and you said something about how about Nikki Haley? And I said, what an insufferable wench. <laughs> would that, would, are we still going to stand by that as the description of her? Tricky Nikki. Okay, we can call her that. Uh, okay, so you have been boat raced in Iowa. Mm-hmm. You now put all your eggs in New Hampshire. Yeah. You got beat soundly. Now, did she beat, did she beat expectations? I, I mean, if the polling was showing 17 or 18 and she lost by 11, yeah, I guess you did better. But again, I, I still continue to to make this point. She lost by double mm-hmm. digits. Mm-hmm. I have never, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 never, and I've been po- following politics closely for 20 plus years, heard someone losing by double digits as some sort of resounding victory. And yet last night she was acting like, she won. Yes. She was. And that's exactly what Donald Trump was saying, that she's doing a speech like she won, but she didn't win. And, you know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know, last last week we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she Pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around. I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. So on to South Carolina with Nikki Haley. Um, I, I know this is going to be a little out of order. Kev, number three, which is Nikki Haley. 
Mm-hmm. I want I was hoping maybe we could play this one next. Mm-hmm. I know you don't think I read your work anymore, but I clearly do because I know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I pay just enough attention to be dangerous around here these days. <laughs> can we, okay, can we play this? And then I want you, Casey, have you ever seen the movie Fatal Attraction? Yes. It's been with, a while, with Glenn but yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. Glenn Close, for those of you who have not seen it's a very famous I movie I will in the not 80s. be ignored, yes. Dan. She, uh, she is, uh, has this one night stand with Michael Douglas and then she becomes totally obsessed with the guy. Mm-hmm. I want you, having seen the movie Fatal Attraction, to listen to Nikki Haley and this clip <laughs> and you tell me if she has not totally morphed into Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Okay. When we get to South Carolina, Donald Trump's going to have a harder time falsely attacking me. The great people of South Carolina know I cut their taxes. They know... <laughs> They know I signed the toughest illegal immigration bill in the country. They know we passed voter ID and tort reform and ethics reform. And they know we moved 35,000 people from welfare to work. Every time I've run for office in South Carolina, Uh I've beaten the political establishment. Oh. Mm, the political establishment, what is she talking about? She's talking about the Democrats because that's who voted for her. Isn't it, so isn't it, so it is over. I mean it is over as over just like it was over after night 1 with Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. It is over in the race between <laughs> Donald Trump mm. and, and Nikki Haley. I mean she gave this long thing about New Hampshire is first in the country. It's not last. Well, it was both first and last for you lady. Mm-hmm. And this woman lives in a land of delusion. I mean I guess for us, show content-wise, it's good that she's going to go on because it'll give us something, you know, to talk about. But yikes so, and you're 100% right, a whole bunch of her votes, the reason it was closer than the polling was because they were polling mostly Republicans and independents, and a whole bunch of Democrats came out and voted for her. And yet she still couldn't win. Yes, I, I, uh, okay. I, I find the inability of someone to grab that woman by the arm politely and go, uh, you could even quote the philosopher, the great poet and philosopher Marshall Mathers, as he once described Moby. You're too old. Let go. It's over. So the Republican national chairperson, Rona Ronna McDaniel, is calling for her to drop out of the race. And she said, I just don't see it for Nikki Haley. Nobody seems to see it for Nikki Haley except Nikki Haley. And so what does Donald Trump have to say about this? Well, sometimes you just got to call people on their stuff. We'll head out to South Carolina, where I think we're going to win easily. I think we're 50 points up, 5-0. 5-0, 50 points up on a person that was governor. That tells you something. But I felt I should do this because I find in life you can't let people get away with Okay? You can't. You just can't do that. And when I watched her in the fancy dress, it probably wasn't so fancy, come up, I said, what's she doing? We won. And she did the same thing last week, but he was much more angry about it than I was. I said, get up there and you let him know. We are going to win this. We have no choice. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. This is your turn to talk. I know I got a tickle in my throat. Oh, um, I, they got you that excited, huh? Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, but how about Donald Trump's speech afterwards? He was just ripping on everybody. Well, and so this is what's interesting because we talked about this, that if you've already won, which he has, then you have to enter the bridge building period. 
And we have talked about one of the major issues with Trump is a lack of you know, humility or whatever to be able to, to do that. And last night, Nigel and Hammer and I were kind of going back and forth on this. He went after DeSantis again. He called him what Ron has been or why? Why are you doing that? These are the sort of things I'm talking about when I'm talking about how his inability to put his ego or grieve. I don't even know what he has a grievance with DeSantis on. DeSantis has never been anything but nice to him. He ran for president. He lost. He's out. He endorsed you. And yet he's still doing this stuff. And it's like, these are the things that I'm talking about, about that they're not going to bite you in the ass today because you're going to be the Republican nominee. But come September, October, mm -hmm. when you need to start coalescing and getting these people out to campaign for you and all that other stuff, these and, and, and the people who've supported these people in a primary, you are going to need these people. And that sort of stuff serves no purpose other than to make himself chuckle. Well, you know who he is having a love fest with, and that is Vivek Ramaswamy. Of you yeah. know, Vivek was uh, giving a speech and Trump was loving it. Vivek saying that it's a waste of money for Nikki Haley to stay in. Well, look, it was when it was that decisive. I do think that now after going through New Hampshire, it will be a waste of resources. And so speaking as a capitalist, one of the things you look at is resource allocation. I don't think it's good to waste resources of large donors, small donors alike, funding what I really see as a fake race from here on out when the people of this country and of the GOP primary base have spoken loud and clear. I think the essence of what's happening, let's call this spade out for what it is, is that Nikki Haley and her supporters are playing for a scenario that nobody in the GOP and frankly nobody in this country should be rooting for. It's that Donald Trump is somehow wrongfully eliminated from the ballot. That's the only possible scenario that Nikki Haley has to the nomination. And I think it's worth seeing that with open eyes out in the open. So Nikki Haley's banking that something will happen with Donald Trump and he won't be able to be the nominee or remain the nominee. And then she'll be waiting in the wings. You know, there's a famous line in the movie Caddyshack where Judge Smales is moseying around the clubhouse and there's all these people in the clubhouse or the locker room and he's annoyed that they're there. And he just looks at them and goes, don't you people have homes? <laughs> and I would ask the same question for all these political people who aren't going to win. Like, what, don't you people have some sort of productivity? Like, how are they always able to be just doing politics? Mm -hmm. how, how does this, it just seems like these people never work. They just do politics. How is that possible? Well, Vivek, I can understand. I mean, he's, you know, an entrepreneur. He funded his own campaign, so he's still hanging around. But you're right, the other ones, like. Well, know. that is why Nikki Haley, kidding aside, that is why Nikki Haley's not going to get out. What does she have? Why? If you're Nikki Haley, why would you get out? Once she's out and she's pissed Trump off, so he's clearly there's not going to be no, you know any golden parachute for her. What is she? What does she become? She has the personality of a gnat, which means she's not going to get some great job on TV or or, or a, a a podcast or a you know a, a, a radio show. So what? What what reason does she have to get out? Could you imagine hearing that voice oh all the time? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned personality, and you know who gets personal, personable after he drops out of the campaign? And that is Ron DeSantis. He was posting last night on X, and it's something he should have been doing while he was running for president. It's like day late, dollar short. And we're going to get to that coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
22 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. I feel bad. Why? Well, For who? Well, for myself. Oh. It's... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty rare that, you know, I mean, I admit to doing this, but I, I've officially become old guy at the radio station Mm -hmm. and I, I, I made an egregious mistake this morning and I want to publicly apologize for this. What did you do? Well, our friend Corbin is back. Mm -hmm. People will know Corbin did the overnights for a couple of years on WIBC, did the sports reports, et cetera. And uh, you know me, I'm just half paying attention to everything around me. And for whatever reason, they've decided our show is the show where they train everybody yeah. on how to do everyone else's because show. Because we're I, most excellent. It's like a, you know, episode of Big Brother in here where there's just a different cast of characters that come in and out of here. And I just, you know, was putting my little sign up here for the YouTube and was getting ready to do the show. And Corbin's back. He did radio and Jasper for a while and moved back. And I, I, I've talked to Cor- Corbin before. I met Corbin and I just was half paying attention. And I just... Uh, there's just another person in here and mm-hmm. I, and I you normally you know me I go out of my way to try to feign interest in the person and their story and what they are and welcome them at least and you're honest about it I just finally just I was only ha- I wasn't really paying attention that it was Corbin and I just said who are you what's your story and he's like oh, my name's Corbin and I was like oh yeah I totally know you have we, you ever we, done that to somebody we've met before <laughs> yeah you would have thought Corbin was like stranded on a desert island for decades <laughs> the way you reacted well I was how just, long has Corbin been gone what, two, a year, a year and a half? Is that right? Okay, well, Corbin's back. I'm just wondering how quickly your memory fades. Well, I just, <laughs> you know, like, I never wanted to become that person, but I've now become that person. <laughs> but you are that I person. just wanted to issue a public apology. Because uh-huh. what are the three steps? Uh, acknowledge the mistake, I, apologize for the mistake, take corrective yeah, action. Yeah, so I've, so I've, what, what are the three again? Acknowledge the mistake. Uh, uh-huh. I'm apologizing for the mistake, and the corrective action is I'll now recognize Corbin and pay closer attention when I'm <laughs> or, in here. Or the corrective action would be to be nicer to people. <laughs> no, or, that's not going to happen, Casey. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, uh, so a lot of people said that while he was campaigning, Ron DeSantis was like uh, not very personable. He was kind of a stick, not likable. <laughs> and now that he has dropped out of the race, he's posting stuff on social media uh-huh. that he should have been doing while he was running. Did you see the video of him and his son, Mason? No, I didn't see that. Okay, so he's got a young son, Mason. I, I'm not quite sure how old he is. He looks like he's maybe five, sure. six years old. Right. Um, and they're talking talking about football. It's a nice father-son moment. Mm-hmm. Mason is sitting on Ron DeSantis's lap and they're talking about uh, you know, Mason's picks for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Check this out. All right, we've got some. We've got the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship games this weekend. Everyone wants to know who's going to go to the Super Bowl. All right, so Mason, who's going to win the Chiefs versus the Ravens? The Chiefs. And then who do you think who's, who's playing in the other game? Uh... That the Detroit Lions and the Holy Niners. Okay, and who do you think is going to win that one? Uh, maybe I'll choose the 49ers. Okay, so that means the Super Bowl will between be between the 49ers and the Chiefs. Who do you think is going to win that game? I think that the... Uh, that the Chiefs oh. will uh, beat the one. <laughs> oh, no. Beat the 49ers? Yeah. Well, that happened in Florida a couple years ago at the Super Bowl. So who's the Chiefs quarterback? Mahomes, and he can beat the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, not uh, 
He can fly to Pacheco. He can fly to Chaz, Kelsey, anybody. Wow. Well, we'll see what happens, but uh, you've been pretty good on your predictions, and so maybe people will play, play some bets accordingly. So, Boy, I hope that kid's wrong. Uh, <laughs> I hope I can point at that kid and laugh right. on Monday because that is going to suck if we got to deal. Because not only will we have to deal with Yoko Swifto on Sunday. You're talking about Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, whatever you want to call her. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have to have two more weeks of her and mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and 90% of the stuff won't even be about football and it'll be about the loser brother and man I'll tell you what if you <laughs> care about me in this show at all it is going to be insufferable if I got to deal with those idiots mm-hmm. for two old weeks and then they'll ruin the Super Bowl for me. I'm really wondering if the Chiefs <laughs> end up going to the Super Bowl Usher has been named as the halftime performance and I think even Reba McIntyre has been uh-huh. mentioned but if Taylor Swift is in the crowd you know everybody is just going to start mumbling about Taylor Swift needing to get up on stage and do a halftime yes, performance. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I totally hope that kid's wrong. You know who Ron DeSantis is? I don't know we got to get to the news but because um, Donnie Burgess will come in here and mm-hmm. murder with his bare hands everyone <laughs> One if we don't get to the news on time. But you know who Ron DeSantis is? Hi, Donnie. Um, (laughs) You you are a woman. Yes, thank you for noticing. And don't all women watch like the Hallmark Channel or the Lifetime Mm -hmm. movie channel? You know during Christmas how every Lifetime or Hallmark movie is... He's going to swoop in and meet the the girl who went away to the big city and then she's trying to convince her to stay in the small town. She's always with some stuffy, stuck-up guy who's probably very professional and makes a lot of money Mm -hmm. but is just just as entertaining as dry paint. That is Ron DeSantis. He is the original boyfriend (laughs) in in all the Hallmark Christmas movies who the other janitor, uh, farmer, mm-hmm. hillbilly, high school sweetheart swoops back in and, ta- and takes the girlfriend. I don't know. If he really was that guy, he might have done better Wait, in is, his campaign. Is Trump like the townie That's what I'm saying. That- yeah. Yeah. There's no logical reason this should be happening, but that's the way they wrote it in the script, so it's happening. Coming up next, we're going to talk to a Hall of Famer. Mark Janes is going to join us. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Back home again. The Kendall and Casey Show gets a major award. Mm-hmm. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. And Casey, oh my gosh, I am so excited about this. Uh, our good friend, Mark James, voice of the Indianapolis 500. He is going into the Indiana Sports Writers and Sportscasters Association's Hall of Fame this April. And I can't think of a more deserving guy to get that sort of accolade. Yes, excited that the 500 is on the way and also excited to talk to Mark. Yeah, joining us now on the WIBC hotline to talk about this major award. At least somebody around here, Casey, is getting Get some sort award. of award. Yes, yes. and to preview <laughs> Indianapolis 500, which is just a couple of months away. The great Mark James joins us now. Mark, hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well, thank you. Appreciate the invites. Pleasure to be with you. Yeah, before we do this Indy 500 preview, we got to mention this because this is great. You are going into the Indiana Sports Writers and Sportscasters Association Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Woo! my friend. 
Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's it's been truly humbling, you know, the outpouring of support and the well wishes that I've received from so many people over the past couple of days. Um, it, the announcement, uh, I, I received word of it some time ago, but they asked me to kind of sit on it and keep it to immediate family until it was released, which was a difficult thing to do. It's uh, <laughs> it's been a crazy journey, and and I think the thing that I'm I would say the only thing that I'm disappointed in is, you know, in the release that Greg Rakestraw uh, wrote up, uh, of, of all of the things that he highlighted, he left out the fact that I once did a high school football game with Rob Kendall. And, Rob, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, didn't include that in the bio. You know, Mark, I was thinking as I was coming into work today, 20 years ago, you and I traveled to the southern Indiana border in the middle of nowhere to do a semi-state football game. Uh, this was the early days with cell phone, Casey, so I had to hand mark the phone and he put it up to his ear. <laughs> Mm -hmm. to do the game and think about this mark 20 years later you are going in the hall of fame and i have weaseled into wibc who would have thunk it well I, I, I think your sidekick does a great job of carrying the show i listen to it frequently and uh, I, I want to commend her for her patience and her tolerance and her enthusiasm and professionalism. It, it adds a lot of balance to the show, for sure. Well, thank you for those kind <laughs> words, Mark. And I'm glad to hear that Rob Kendall didn't keep you out of the Hall of Fame. But tell our <laughs> listeners, what was that process? Did somebody nominate you? Did you submit yourself? How did that actually happen? No, I, I, I owe it all to Paul Condry. Of course, Paul uh, heads up the regional radio sports network, and uh, you will look long and hard before you find somebody more totally committed uh, to high school athletics and promoting student athletes than Paul Condry. Uh, we've been friends for a number of years and, uh, you know, crossed paths a lot at state championships and everything, and he has helped so many young broadcasters over the years. And, uh, you know, Paul uh, was uh, was gracious enough to nominate me that. I think not only for my career as a broadcaster, but also where I am now, you know, in education, teaching communications at all the modern Monrovia High School. And uh, Paul has been a tremendous supporter of mine and has become a treasured friend. And I'll be forever indebted to him um, for, for making the nomination and, and getting me in the Hall of Fame. Mark, one more question for you. You mentioned that you teach the communications. Do your students realize who they are being taught by? Uh, you know, that's a, that's an interesting question. I mean, I, I think they uh, at, at times I've had kids come in and say, hey, uh, I was listening to a race over the weekend. These are first-year kids that are new to the program. They're yeah. like, hey, that's, that's my teacher, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I think a, a lot of them come into it, uh, you know, understanding what I do. But I, I think because of the fact they see me every day in a vastly different capacity, uh, um, I, 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 I won't say that they're underwhelmed, but they don't don't seem <laughs> blown away by it. But uh, you know, I've, I've I've been back here about six or seven years now. After I spent five years at uh, at Beach Grove, and uh, I'm pretty happy about the fact we've grown this program from ten kids my first year to over seventy kids now. Uh, I've got eight former students in communications programs at, at Ball State and IU and Grace College, and. Uh, uh, we're we're just thrilled with the tremendous support we receive from our board, our superintendent, Dr. Kirk Freeman, and and Mike Springer, and, uh, who's our principal, and, and Nick Pirica, our athletic director, and uh, they've allowed me to grow this program. They give me total control over it, and it's uh, it, it's nice to to send people 
you know, on the path to uh, what I think is a very rewarding career in communications. Mark Jaynes, voice of the Indy 500, joins us here on Kendall and Casey. He's headed into the Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Association Hall of Fame that's coming mm-hmm. up in April. Hey, Mark, real quick before we talk 500, how does that go? You know, in baseball, there's all the famous videos of guys getting the call that they're going into the Hall of Fame. Is that how it works? What do they send you a letter in the mail? How do you know you made it in? Uh, well, last summer, uh, my, my wife's family has you know, my wife has a lot of family in Germany, and, and we go over every couple of years to spend time with them. Her uh, her late mother was 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 German, and so uh, we got off the plane and we were in Atlanta waiting on our connection back to India. And I get the phone call from from Paul Condry, uh, so that was a nice welcome back to the good old USA, if you will. And uh, and then Paul, you know, said, you know, share it with your immediate family, but uh, we'll make the announcement in, in January. And then last week, Greg Rakestraw reached out to me for some information on the bio. Although Greg and I have worked together for long, so for so long, he probably could have written it without much help from me. <laughs> and then uh, there'll be there'll be a ceremony and uh, in, in in April at uh, Valley Vista, where all of the inductees and all the award winners from uh, from the association will be announced and, and and given their awards, and the induction will be handled. And uh, it was. Uh, my honor and happily he accepted that uh, Bob Lovell will handle my induction oh! uh, into the Sports Riders and Sports Broadcasters Hall of Fame and of course my family will be there and a few other folks that have been instrumental in, in my career a couple of my friends from my days in Terrell Hood Radio and uh, uh, former coaches that I had that were big influences of mine will also be there to share it along with my family of course. I love that, that Bob Lovell's going to do your your uh, in, induction I think that's that's phenomenal uh, okay so let's talk 500 uh, gotta get the, the pools will be beginning all across the fruited plain on who's going to win and drawing names and the betting odds. I'm assuming Dick Simon is out this year, Mark Jane. So who <laughs> should I be looking at for the Indianapolis 500? Well, obviously, Pesky's always a threat with all of those baby boards that he's wrapped, uh, racked up. But uh, obviously, Andretti Autosport, uh, their team's always strong at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And, uh, you know, I, I, I typically have a pretty good idea who looks strong after we get through, you know, the first week of practice or so and get into qualifying. And, you know, for whatever the reason, uh, that cars, some cars seem to show up fast there. And then it seems like every year, uh, high-profile name struggles. I mean, yeah, look at Graham Rahal last year, the struggles he had in his team to get into the 500 when that's really never been a problem for them before. And a couple of years ago, it was all Will Power could do to simply make the Indianapolis 500. And, you know, drivers have said it, and I believe it. It's part of the mystique and part of the wonderful tapestry that makes it the greatest spectacle in racing from the standpoint that you really don't know who's going to have the good luck and who's going to have the bad luck. I mean, all of them prepare. What's frustrating for them is there's a rather significant open test, you know, toward the end of April at the Speedway, and you might do very, very well in that test, and then for whatever the reason, you show up a month later and the car's just not fast. So uh, that's the fun part of you know, covering practice as we do every day and then covering qualifying is watching those stories unfold and see who's comfortable and see who's a threat and see who's typically a threat who uh, might be simply struggling to just simply make the race. Uh, Mark Jaynes, voice of the Indy 500, our guest. Hey, before we let you go, is there any event other than the Super Bowl that attracts a casual fan, like somebody who's not maybe super into the sport like the Indianapolis 500? I can't think of one. Uh, that's a great point. Uh, I think there are people uh, over the, the the course of the history of that event. Uh, it, it, it's a must attend for them, and they may not watch another race in any form of motorsports the rest of the year. And I think that's what what makes it so very very special. I mean, uh, 
There are certainly casual motorsports fans who don't miss it, but then there are others who are, you know, way below novices, in fact, and, and maybe not have much knowledge as to, you know, the, the cars, the drivers, or who the driver of the day is. They just simply want to be there and they want to be a part of it. And there are people that, you know, they take time off from work and, and try to get there for qualifying and carb day and all the practice sessions and everything. And it's just, uh, it's uh, we, we get the opportunity, obviously, being out there during the month to meet some of them and the stories they have about following it for generations. And, uh, it, you know, it, 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 it's just... Uh, it, it's a thrill to see the look on their face when they walk in and look at the place and they hear the cars, and it's all part of the spectacle of it for sure. Mark Janes, he's headed to the Indiana Sports Writers and Sportscasters Association Hall of Fame coming up in April. You are the best, my friend. Totally deserving of the award. Thank you, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you as we get closer to the Indy 500. Uh, very kind of you for the invite. I appreciate it a great deal. You both keep up the great work. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you in May. All right. Thank you, Mark. Boy, talk about making me feel inadequate, huh? <laughs> You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 12 minutes in front of 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you know who else won a primary in New Hampshire last night besides Donald Trump? Oh. Uh, Joe Biden did. Largely symbolic, of course. It was an unusual write-in effort by the Democrats because he wasn't technically on the ballot because he wants to start in South Carolina first. Well, the Democrats had said New Hampshire is too white. And so, uh, since it is too white, we're going to move our primary to first, our first primary to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they said the same thing about Iowa, too white. And so, they don't count whatever the results were in terms of the delegate count. Um, so, Biden, I guess, decided, well, since I've got cover from the party, I'm not even going to put my name on the ballot. And he still won via a write-in against mm-hmm. that Dean Phillips guy. Well, Dean Phillips and Marianne Williamson That's were, right. She's were still running, isn't she? available choices. So here's what's wacky, though. Dean Phillips got like 16% of the vote. And so clearly people could say, oh, Nikki Haley this and Trump that. Well, Nikki Haley, actually, whatever you think about her, is running a viable, actually legitimate campaign. Like she is a, there's a there's a chance, a very teeny tiny, teensy weensy, mm-hmm. itty bitty, <laughs> eeny meeny, yellow pucka dot bikini chance, but mm-hmm. there's a chance like she could conceivably win the nomination. Dean, like this is to- the vote against for Dean Phillips is a total rejection of Joe, Joe Biden. Biden yeah. vote. Who's the sitting president? Mm-hmm. And Trump is not the sitting president either. Joe Biden is the sitting president. And 16% of the people were like, yeah, screw that. We're going with somebody else. Yeah, Joe Biden is the sitting president, and he told uh, an entire state he doesn't care what they think. Right. So how's that make him feel? Uh, <sighs> he's got this uh, super PAC that just handed out a million dollars for content creators on oh. TikTok in, oh. its order, in order to reach younger voters. Isn't it interesting that they are basically saying we are so done in terms of traditional uh, campaign 
approach, the people we're going to reach, that now TikTok, we're mm-hmm. looking to TikTok mm-hmm. to save us. Save us, TikTok. How do you think that's going to go, Casey? Got to get those younger voters. Well, Joe Biden was in Virginia yesterday giving a speech. It was at an abortion rally and, of course, Democrats forcing that uh, topic to the front. But uh, as he began his speech, uh, I, I don't I don't know. It sounds to me like he's being a bit of an election denier oh. as he's denying the results of the Virginia governor's race. Hello, Virginia. <laughs> and the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. Oh. Well, what? The real governor? That sounds very insurrection-y to me, Casey. I, I I was informed that denying election results is a big threat to our democracy, so. I think you forgot to finish the sentence Denying election results is a big threat to our democracy mm-hmm. when Republicans do it. Oh, that's you just forgot okay. to finish the sentence, and yes, that's fine. Got it, got it. He he was also trying to convey a message about other things. <laughs> this is okay. This is the best of all, other than Valvet. There mm-hmm. will no one will ever take the place of Happy Birthday, Valvet. Mm-hmm. But other than Valvet, I've watched this no fewer than fifty times, and I still laugh every single time. This is the best. Biden gaff ever because not only is he slurring and mumbling inaudibly, you and I had a long text chain last night. We have no <laughs> idea what he's actually trying to say. I, I can't I can't figure it out. Even if he could say it without slurring, I still don't know what it means. We'll teach Donald Trump an, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Okay, okay, before we go into why this is hilarious, can we just play it one more time so that we can have a proper debate on what he's actually saying? We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Okay, we'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Mm -hmm. Don't enemy with the women of America Unless you in a man, a man, a man, a man. So I believe what he said yeah. was don't mess with the women in America uh-huh. unless you want to get the benefit of them. Which makes no sense. So <laughs> I thought he said get into bed with them. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so mess with them if you want the best parts or if you want the good stuff, mess with them. Am I hearing that right? <laughs> None of it makes any sense, Casey, because he is a noodle at this point. He he doesn't know where he's at or what he's doing or what he's saying. However, I love this clip because as someone who has talked politics mm-hmm. many times at 3 a.m. in Broad Ripple, mm-hmm. this is exactly, and I mean exactly, one more time, Kevin, if you would, how I used to sound after six Long Islands. Go. <laughs> we'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's you trying to lure <laughs> someone man, to your man, man cave. Man, 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 man. He's the president, Casey. Don't mess unless you want the benefit. Like, I don't get it. He's the president. He has no idea where he is or what he's saying. He's just trying to slam Donald Trump and is not working out. And he well. can't speak. <laughs> and and the, you're, you just you pointed out so eloquently, the best part of this is, even if you could decipher what he was saying, what does it mean? It doesn't make any sense. Don't right. mess with the women of America unless you want the benefit, or unless you want to get into bed with them. Right? Like what Which, is that? Look, 
I'm going to say that everybody takes kind a, of misogynistic. Uh, well, everybody takes a different approach. Uh-huh. Some are more successful than others. Yeah. As someone who has both messed with the women of America. <laughs> <laughs> For I the just, purpose of. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. He's He's really not doing himself any favors at this point. He would be better off going back down into the basement and not talking. It's because it's, he can't. It's inaudible <laughs> psychobabble, and it's not from your crazy elderly neighbor who is a bit of a hoarder and doesn't trim his bushes properly. It's from the president of the mm-hmm. United States, uh-huh. Casey, the uh-huh. most powerful man in the world. Cannot string sense. It's not even his politics. Mm-hmm. It's he can't speak. He can't speak. We are debating whether he said the benefit of them or get into bed with them. And both of them are both equally likely because everything is so illogical that he says. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good morning.